Pleasant good morning, and we welcome everybody to this week's edition of Inside the Lines, the high school sports podcast here on Scoops with DannyMac.com and the High School Sports Caravan. I'm Jim Powers, and spring season starting to wind down a little bit. We're starting to get into district play and all that great stuff, especially on the boys' volleyball side. A little bit of a different setup this year, and so going to do things a little differently this time around. We're going to bring on a couple outstanding coaches that have been doing great things this year, kind of talk about their teams, talk about how the districts are set up this year and all that. So first off, doing an outstanding job out at CBC, it's Alex Herbs, and also coming off of a terrific weekend out at Parkway Central this past weekend from Lindbergh, Adam Zulinga. And guys, you know, first off, let's start off with you, Adam. You know, what a great weekend for the Flyers and getting that runner-up spot. Ran into the buzzsaw called the Smet right now in the uh, Gold Division final. But your kids are really peaking at the right time and playing at a terrific level. Yeah, we've been working all year to kind of put all of our pieces together. It's been a struggle of ours for the past few seasons, as it is with most high school boys teams in the area. Uh, and this weekend was kind of the first time that we've seen really good flashes of that. And that's what led to us playing at such a high level for – the entire weekend and be able to beat some really, really strong teams from across the area. Yeah. You guys right now sitting, you know, going into the last uh, couple of weeks of the regular season, a pretty good record, you know, but, but your schedule, it has been really, really tough, especially that Parkway central tournament played over at summit earlier this year. You got to be really pleased with the growth of this team from the beginning of the year through this past weekend. Without a doubt. Uh, I mean, even looking at the six losses that we have, one of them was to, coach Alex Herbs and CBC in our first match of the season, which was a great match that went to five. Um, another was to Altoff, who's I think ranked second in small school rankings on STL today right now. Another was to Webster, who is also in the small school rankings in the STL today right now. Uh, and then of course we've lost to um, DeSmet and um, Whitfield, who is again, another high ranked team in small school rankings and in class, I think they're second in class three right now. So definitely all of our losses are to great teams. So we're very happy with where we're at right now going into the end of the season. And a couple of kids I want to touch on real quick. Thomas Schaefer has been terrific for you handling everything. 222 assists right now. And then Cohen Bain, he's adding 186. So it's got to be nice that you've got two guys that you can kind of run things through to get you going offensively. Absolutely. And so Thomas is a senior and he's a great leader for us. Uh, he's actually fairly limited on volleyball experience. Last year was his first season really ever playing. Uh, he tried out for us as a sophomore, unfortunately, tore his ACL and was unable to play his entire sophomore season. Uh, recovered from that. Uh, he's primarily a soccer player, but has made leaps and bounds in terms of his ability to run an offense. Uh, and defensively, he is spectacular. He's actually second on our team in digs. Um, and so he's really, really strong for us defensively. And then, then conversely, Cohen is actually a freshman. Um, so they have a really good dynamic between Thomas being the great senior leader and Cohen just being a highly skilled, highly trained freshman um, that's very effective and also very intelligent with his decision making. And the two of them combined uh, helps us spread the ball around pretty evenly to our good arsenal of attackers well that arsenal led by parker hartman he's got 119 kills and it's got to be nice to have a nice heavy arm out on that outside that that can bring home some points for you oh no doubt and with the rest of our attackers too it's really who is hot on any given day i think there's certain games where I, we've had four or five different attackers be a, a a kill leader in every in a different game throughout the season so it's really just depending on who's hot uh, example caleb mueller um, was just named to the all-tournament team for the Parkway Central Tournament, and he just was really, really strong this weekend and just got hot at the right time. You know, and then we'd go down to to Alex and, and the cadets in. 
I, I don't know if it's the year that that you were expecting. Uh, but you've still had some, you know, still had some great matches and you're, you're sitting, I think, in a pretty good spot heading into the districts here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I think uh, similarly to Adam here, I mean, we played some great competition thus far. You know, that, that's always been historically CBC's schedule for the volleyball program is playing just some pretty high ranked schools. And it's either either going to be a really good season or a really bad season because it's just always good competition out there. We started early with a couple games before Limburg, but then came out playing Limburg in a big five set match. And I knew that day that I think both I think Adam and I both knew that day that our teams both have some real good abilities going forward. Um, same thing as I think, you know, we, we played a lot of every game we played has been a tough game thus far. You know, even before district seedings, we had a tough go of it with literally having a week of Marquette, you know, who's top ranked right now and in our district. Desmet, who's been, you know, the buzzsaw. That was a great, great word you used there, Jim. O'Fallon, Illinois, which, I mean, O'Fallon's a fantastic team by Ken and Amy Sheehan over there. Um, Whitfield doing awesome in the second small schools right now and SLU. So that was our five-game week there, our six-game week, or you know, in that before uh, districts or district seating. So, not not need not easy at all. And then of course, Hall North, Hall Central. So I've been very happy with our losses for the most part. And I mean, our wins. I think we're getting on the right track here pretty fast. We went to five with Desmet last night. Um, you know, after going up two sets on Desmet uh, right off the bat, so that was great. So I, I we're making the right strides, and I'm really a appreciative of our senior leaders and some of the mindset that they're in right now, you know, and recognizing that we really have to come to every game and work as hard as possible and really step up is just, you know, it's not going to be an easy season at all. Well, you know, we talked a little bit about, you know, distributing the ball for Lindbergh. You've got a great kid in Kevin McCaffrey. He's got 285 assists. And once again, just a great, great young man that you can kind of run things through to make sure that you're getting the spots that you want. Kevin's really, really stepped up this year. You know, he he's really been a key piece of the program for a couple of years, but you know, this senior year, I've really been impressed with his uh, ability to diversify the offense a bit. You know, I think it's really easy to just set a lot of outside balls when you have a good hitter like Sam Mitchell out there and whatnot. But we've really been focusing on making sure we spread it to our right side, get some of our middles involved, really making sure that we're continuing to give a great uh, some really some different uh, abilities and seeing some different shots from different players around the court. And so we've really I've really been impressed with his ability to move the ball around this year and you know, really get into some plays that it, historically he has not. So that just is kudos to him in the offseason, really working to give, you know, really get better as best as possible. here. And then Sam Mitchell, you know, once again, we talk about a big swing on the outside, 155 kills thus far to lead the way for you. And he's just once again, a kid that he makes the right decisions at the net. He sees where the blocking's coming from, and he's able to put it in positions to where he's able to get it down and make points. You're, you nailed it there. I mean, there, he's he's he has a great volleyball IQ. You know, as a coach, it's awesome to work with a kid like that. He and I go back and forth. There's fun conversations to have in regards to, you know, what was your decision on this? What happened here? How about this situation here? And, and so it is really – it's awesome working with him and being able to kind of get, get through some different scenarios. And what are we seeing here? A lot of times on timeouts between Kevin and Sam, we'll do a lot of almost workshopping a little bit, if that's lack of a better word of, 
hey, what do we like here? What should we go for in this situation? We want to run this sort of play. And so it, it's been a fun season thus far, and it's 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 a great dynamic that we have as a group here. You know, guys, let, let's kind of dive in. Now, we've had a chance to talk about your kids. Let's just talk about, first off, before we get into districts, the State of Boys Volleyball. And we know right now, you know, the vote's sitting there uh, for Boys Volleyball to be recognized as a Misha's sanctioned sport. I know there have been a lot of, you know, you know, one way or another way and the differences and all that kind of stuff. You know, Adam, we'll start off with you first. You, you know, for you in Lindbergh, what do you think about the dynamic of now boys volleyball being recognized by Misha as a state sanctioned sport? I think in terms of growing the sport, I think it's the best option moving forward. I think we have to make it happen in order for us to get the amount of schools that we're looking for across the state, um, specifically areas like Kansas City that's just been starting off. We'd love to see that area grow. We'd love to see some areas in Springfield grow. We'd love to see some areas in Cape Girardeau and Columbia and even Wentzville, I know, is looking into getting some uh, boys teams at their four high schools. So um, if we can kind of connect all of those areas in the state and have a true state competition in volleyball. Um, I mean, it's only going to be great for the sport. It's going to increase the level of competition. Um, it's going to just do a lot of good things for us. But um, the one major setback, I guess, that we currently uh, are thinking of is the way that we arrange districts in the first place will obviously change. And I think we're very fortunate right now to have the system that we do because we're one of the only sports in the state that does it like this to where we actually vote halfway through the season and rank all of the teams so that way we can try to be as fair as possible in terms of um, coordinating districts. Now, once we become a Misha sanctioned sport, that will no longer exist and districts will likely be regionalized as they are with other Misha sanctioned sports, such as girls volleyball, which I also coach here at Lindbergh. Um, so that'll definitely change the dynamic. Uh, and I'm sure there's going to end up being some districts that are loaded and some that are maybe may or may not be kind of empty, but um, you know, it'll come with the territory, but uh, more than anything, it'll be a great thing for the sport overall. No doubt about it. And Alex, same question. You know, what are your thoughts on, you know, how the vote is going to impact and also just the growth of the sport, you know, with it being on the ballot and the possibility of being a, a state sanctioned sport? Yeah. And Jim, I mean, I, I think Adam already hit a lot of the same points that I have here, but I think I would add probably a couple of things. Number one, the the growth of the sport's unbelievable here. And that's our overall goal as coaches and just I think enthusiasts of this of this sport is we want to see boys volleyball grow in as many spots as possible. It's it's really funny because I I I work for a uh, commercial real estate group as my full-time job. So I go to a lot of national conferences and national shows. And when I say I coach volleyball, they're always like, oh, what isn't it girls season and stuff? And they're almost surprised by hearing boys volleyball. And it's and it's 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 always a fun conversation to have. It's like, well, it's in St. Louis, it's in Chicago, Milwaukee, Indianapolis, but Kansas City doesn't have it, et cetera. So I think for the, the sake of us growing the sport here in at least the state of Missouri, it, it's awesome because like like Adam mentioned, Springfield, Cape Girardeau, Columbia, Missouri, you know, uh, all these all these great markets that have historically had great girls volleyball. Why can't guys volleyball be a thing? The problem, like Adam said, is it's going to change a little the, the I'm excited to have it as a Misha sport, but it's almost kind of funny because I think there's a lot of coaches that are having a little bit of a tunnel vision mindset here is because they've been pioneers of boys volleyball for all these years and doing it the way we have. The short term, you know what? I mean, for lack of a better word, it's going to suck for some teams like the regional districts, some of the other stuff for the short term, it's going to suck. 
But probably for a few years from now, we're not even going to, I mean, we're probably going to forget this style because they're going to be used to what it is with Misha stuff. So it's going to be a little bit of a learning curve for all the coaches and different people involved. And I think some coaches may feel it's almost punishing them because, oh, we weren't so good at building this. But it's like, look at the longevity of this. Look at the long-term goal here. And I think, you know, there's going to be mixed feelings on both sides. It's change. Nobody likes change. You know, they don't like, I mean, people still, there's still complaints about how they do districts now. There's still complaints on, I mean, there's still, I mean, there's never, you're never going to make everybody happy here, no matter how hard you try. No, no doubt about it. And I understand all that stuff in seeing, you know, in some of the other sports and, you know, how some of those districts shake out and different things along those lines. But I think the ultimate goal, and, you know, I've been following the boys volleyball scene, gosh, I think it's 12 years now. Um, you know, it's just great to see how the sport has grown when you're seeing, you know, teams, you know, from, from the PHL, you know, Soldan, Collegiate uh, School of uh, Bio- Biomed, you know, so, you know, Soldan, um, you know, it, it's really neat to get those kids involved because I think that boys volleyball is a great avenue for some of these young men and especially the basketball players that may not want to run track. But this gives them an opportunity to work on their craft because there's still a lot of the same ideals and same things, you know, boys basketball can translate over into boys volleyball. Well, Jim, and to that point, I think it's funny because it it is that kind of long-term goal. And so at one point, St. Louis didn't have boys volleyball either. I mean, it had to start somewhere. You got to start something and you got to, you got to grow it everywhere else. So it's kind of the same ideas. I hope, I mean, and kind of, I mean, maybe not hope, in a, in a selfish way because I coach at CBC and I coach there. But I hope that Kansas City gets a really good team that's a high-level competition here in the next couple of years. That would be awesome for the state brackets because, yeah, districts are going to be tough. And, you know, St. Louis districts are going to be a really tough thing. But I would love to say, hey, Columbia, Missouri has a great team coming out of, you know, name the high school there. And, you know, I would love to see that because that just means the, the sport is growing and there's a passion going into it and a, and a goal to want to get better continuously, which is really, I think, everybody's goal with the sport overall. Adam, your thoughts on that? I mean, I 100% agree. I mean, we just want to see the sport grow. And so um, the consequences and the fallout from that are going to be kind of something we know is going to happen. However, uh, it'll be worth it in the long run. All right, districts coming up here. Actually, I believe districts will start two weeks today, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, we split into two classes, class three and class four, uh, 24 teams in class three, 25 teams in class four. Just in this side now, there's seven districts set, but there's also going to be a district in class three out in the Kansas City side and a district in class four from the Kansas City side. You know, I'm going to turn it over to you guys because I've been in the room a couple times, but you guys are in the room. You know, talk a little bit about how they, you know, differentiate class three and class four and then the whole seating process. And and Adam, we'll start with you and then then Adam or Alex, excuse me, we'll have you chime in a little bit. But I think it's a really neat and unique way to set up things. I totally agree. And I love that the way that we currently have our district arrangement and it's going to, like I said, it's going to be unfortunate when we change that, but um, with all good things must come change. So um, I think honestly, there's still some confusion as as to how they separate class three and class four because of the things like championship factor and all the other smaller aspects that go into it. But primarily uh, it's based on enrollment um, combined with the championship factor, which basically is more or less success in recent years. And Alex may be able to contribute more to that um, whenever he talks later. 
Um, but in terms of the district process itself, uh, it's a great process. So we go through roughly halfway in the season. I think we did this around April 15th or so um, this year. And all the coaches will rank uh, all teams within e their own class. So like since we're both class four, we each get a ballot. Um, we look at teams' records, common opponents, um, strength of schedule, and things like that, and try to best we can put them in order from one to 25. So we rank all those teams. Uh, and then what that allows us to do is make sure that, that we are hoping those districts are a little bit more even uh, in terms of talent, capabilities, and potential. Um, and that way we end up with the best possible grouping at the end of the season as compared to other Misha-sanctioned sports, which may have a district with you know two or maybe even three final four quality teams uh, all within one district and only one of them makes it out. This hopefully tries to alleviate that um, to where we're making sure that those best teams have the best chance of matching up um, at the right spot. So I, I do think it's a fair process. It's a great process. Um, yes, it could be a little bit better, but um, for what it's worth, um, I think we're pretty fortunate to be able to have this right now. Alex, yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, to Adam's, Adam's point before, and we, we get this a lot because just a couple of years ago, I think it was two years ago, we CBC was in class three due to championship factor and some of the different um, uh, enrollment amounts. I was going to say attendance amounts, but enrollment amounts, excuse me, uh, you know, for these different schools here, especially for the private schools, is that championship factor really plays into the, uh, you know, success of some of these schools historically. So, you know, some 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 of the actual schools that would hit, be in class three due to their enrollment, Vianney, Chaminade, St. Mary's, I was trying to pull it up here, you know, but they've historically over the last six years had had uh, great success. So they have bumped up into some of these higher classes here. So that's where class four has really, you know, shaken up a bit, bit going forward right now, just because of the fact that a lot of these new schools that are coming in, you know, a couple of new schools off the top of my head, I can think of Ladue just brought a team in. I think there's a college of biomedical sciences. There's, or, there's a few different smaller schools, but a lot of times that's what's happening right now is a lot of these new programs are coming in at smaller schools, which is great for the growth of the program, but it's bumping some historically class three teams up to class four. So I think Melville got bumped up this year and I don't have all right in front of me, but there's a few kind of right at the bottom that really were able to bump up to, you know, and they historically would not, but that's just due to the growth of the game here and who who's coming in. So, you know, for us a couple of years ago, we were right on the border and we ended up dropping down to class three due to championship factor amounts and whatnot. And, you know, it, it's really set up this year that class three and class four, I mean, is really class three, you know, obviously Desmet's getting really probably taking a good, good commanding lead of that class already for what it is class four. I mean, I think there is any given day right now on what's what's happening in that class, because I think every team has been competitive against each other. And there hasn't been, in my opinion, there hasn't been a clear standout of this is the top leader of the pack. I think it depends who's hot and which day the wind blows. No, without a doubt. And I think, you know, when you look at class four, you look at how central in that in district one, but then you look at, you know, Adam and Lindbergh, you know, they're the 14 rank and they're coming off of a terrific weekend over at Parkway Central. Yeah, District you know, one, it, yes. District one's going to be a gauntlet. I can say that for Adam right well, there. Well, with Parkway be... West, the way that Parkway West played last year, I mean, and and they're the number fifteen. 
it, you know. I mean, that that was it. I mean, I, I remember I actually had another coach text. I mean, I, I would just say, you know, for us at CBC, you know, we had a tough week, but we we battled every team we lost to. We battled hard. I mean, again, and we had lost to it was it was a tough week going into it with Dismet, Slew, Marquette, uh, Whitfield, O'Fallon, Illinois. So we had like five losses in a row, not not bad losses, but just losses on the books of it. And so I remember a couple of those coaches from those schools had texted me and go, where do you think you should be ranked? And my answer was, I, I don't know. I mean, I, you don't, don't know the answer. So we ended up at, I think, a 10 or 11 seed there where it's, which is fine with us, you know, but that's, I, I, I think we probably, if we were playing the way we were now, just like Adam probably would. And this goes back to the point before where, you know, this is a great way of seeding in, in most cases, but he probably for our two schools, we probably got ranked lower than we expected to just because, you know, of how everything sh shook out there right off the bat. So. Adam, uh, you know, going with that. Yeah. I mean, you, you look at you guys and we were actually chatting about it, you know, the other night when, when we were sitting around and, uh, you know, once again, I love doing it, you know, in the mid season because it also kind of gives your kids a little bit, it puts that gas can on the fire, so to say, saying, Hey, you look at this guys. And then boom, it kind of fires things up a little bit. Yeah, there's definitely something to be said for um, getting a little bit of extra motivation uh, out of these rankings and kind of seeing some things and um, really just putting it into perspective. And, you know, obviously it's hard to be perfect at the beginning of the year. It's impossible to rank teams accurately at, at that point in the season, but we do the best that we can. Uh, and some people get the short end of the stick and some people get the benefit. Uh, I think we were definitely one of the ones that was on the short end of the stick, at least at that point in the season. But at the same time, um, with the way our record was uh, and things like that, I don't really blame people for um, voting the way that they did. Um, it's obvious that we've you know had a good run since then and hopefully uh, made a convincing argument that we should definitely um, be in the conversation of some of those, uh, you know, that top 10 grouping in the area, which again, as Alex said, that grouping is crazy right now because anyone can be anyone on any day between the top 10, 11, maybe even 12 teams uh, in the area. It's been all over the place all year. Uh, and I anticipate that it's going to continue being like that through these next two weeks of the season, through districts and even through the state playoffs. You know, and I think the other cool piece of this is the championship, you know, um, it's kind of gone around a little bit, but having, the semis and the finals back over at Maryville, you know, where they're growing their boys program, uh, making the jump up to D1. I, I just think the atmosphere there for the semis and finals is just a terrific atmosphere for the kids and, and you know, for the coaches as well. Yeah, no doubt. I think it's a great venue and it's great for the sport to have a, a venue like that with an incredible atmosphere. Um, selfishly, I do miss it being at Robert's Gym at Webster. That's yeah. personally probably my favorite gym in the St. Louis area. I think it's just historic. It's awesome. And the way it's set up in terms of like it looking kind of like an arena, I think is really cool. And it's also a great environment. Um, so I do miss that. But um, I think this is great for the growth of the game. And kind of like we talked about earlier with the changing of the districts and things like that. I like this is a positive change and something that's going to help us, even though I personally miss some of the old aspects of it. Uh, I'm excited and looking forward to this and hope that it's something that we can continue. Uh, because like, like you said, it's great for the guys, it's great for the coaches, it's great for the fans. Um, it's just a great experience for everyone involved to have those semifinals and finals games out there at Maryville. 
Yeah, I can I can attest in a different angle here, uh, ironically of all things. Uh, so I have not. Well, you're going to say that because it's two minutes away from your campus. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I mean that is convenient. Hey, I live in South City, so it's actually two minutes farther for me to drive out there. So there you go. No, I I actually have a little bit different angle on this because I have not coached in that gym. But the last time I played in Maryville's gym was in when when I played at CBC in the state finals in 2013. Yep. So that's funny. So I can attest personally on that level that the energy in that gym and being able to be on a college campus and seeing something different is awesome. I mean, I, I still have I still have all the memories from it. Well, except for the parts I kind of blacked out wherever in the game. But, you know, I have most of the memories of that game there and just the the environment and what's in there. And it's just fun. But again, Adam's point, Webster's always fun. We I was able to coach there a couple of years ago when we were in the class three semifinals. It, it just 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 the playoff atmosphere is just fun in boys volleyball there's there's just nothing like it i think actually of all people that we were talking about is that year that we were at uh state semis one of our assistant coaches was willie whelan out at uh for cbc because he was teaching there that year and willie even said it best he's just like there's just a different atmosphere when you get to this you know call you know this high school playoffs like this like there's just there's it goes back to what we said is you can take the top 14 seeds, shake them all up and you put them in there and you don't know who's going to show up that day. Yep. You know, you don't know what team's going to show. Up. I mean, we were playing Parkway West that day and it was, we hadn't beat Parkway West all year and they were the top team all year long. And we took the first set. And I think people were shocked by it like that. I think we were shocked. I think we personally were shocked by it. Like, Oh my God, like these guys are, they had some top talent there and it just was, you know, now again, they came out and rolled us the next step, but we won't talk about that one. We'll, 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 it, it doesn't haunt me or anything, Jim. It's fine. So, uh, you know, it, from there, you basically can make different, it, it's just, it's just the environment of it's awesome. I mean, it, you just can't, you can't replicate it anywhere. No doubt about it. Well, guys, what a great conversation. What a, another great way to uh, put the spotlight on boys volleyball. I know I get a chance to talk to Jeff Cheek all the time and, you know, Tim up this mat, but you know, it's great to kind of get some different perspectives and all that. So I appreciate the time. Good luck the rest of the way. And I know we'll be definitely chatting here over the next couple of weeks as the district starts. Sure thing, Jim. Thank you. Jim, thanks for having us. We really appreciate your time and your great work that you're doing on this podcast. No problem. Thanks guys joining us. And we want to thank them. Adam uh, Zuniga from Lindbergh and Alex Service from CBC boys volleyball. And we'll have coverage on scoops with Danny Mac throughout uh, the playoff season as we crown some champions here in mid-May out at Maryville University. We want to thank them for joining us. We want to thank you for tuning in to Inside the Lines, a high school sports podcast right here on Scoops with DannyMac.com and the high school sports caravan. Have a great week, everybody, and we'll talk to you next Thursday.